Hello, and welcome to another episode of And They Were Roommate, where Ty Biel, Queer, and Cultural Theory have a kiki. Today's episode will be about Together With Me, the shooting, loving mess it is. This was the Ty Boys love series that got me into the genre, and it actually got me hooked for life, so I have a lot to argue about, and of course, a lot to love. This romantic comedy leaves the space of homosocial utopia to bring us into space, where there's a cast of female characters that are essential to the plot, as well as recurrent and even interested. I wish it wasn't exception to the rule, but it sure is. So, for the girlies, for the league of evil excess, and for the yearning we all have inside of our heart, we shall argue today about Together With Me, the series. Now, as I was preparing this episode, I was faced with some very hard decisions because there were too many emotions and too little time. Ergo, this will be the first episode of a two-episode special focused on Together With Me, because it is my show, and not yours. I am Victoria Mayorga, your host, and this is And They Were Roommates. Now, together with me, a classic 2017 TV Thunder show that was a sequel to Bad Romance. Another of their shows where Karen Knock were just a secondary couple. It would became a tradition eventually after a series with a full cast of heterosexual and queer characters, the queer couple gets a sequel because they get tremendous attention. This was the case of Kiss Me Again too, because Pete and Cow got a sequel, Dark Blue Kiss, and at least that made sense, you know? Kiss Me Again was basically how they started together, and then Dark Blue Kiss went I actually don't know into what it was because I still haven't catch up with that one. We'll get to that at some point. Anyway, the difference is that together with me, Rick Cons completely bad romance. The personalities are different, the characters are different, and most of the advice online is that if you've already watched Together With Me The Series, it's better to stay with that, because bad romance is a whole other can of worms. So, in following that advice, this episode is exclusively about Together With Me, which is chef kiss. So, now let's go on to the plot. The plot in my drama list, unfortunately, is very concise and says literally nothing. <clears throat> this story takes place before the events of Bad Romance the series. It is focused on Corn and Nock and how they met and all the obstacles they had to go through before they officially became a couple. It basically says nothing. It says Bad Romance prequel and that's about it. So obviously I had to dig a little bit more and I went to Wikipedia. And that's what we get from Wikipedia. One day at Amphawa, a small town in Thailand, Nok, a young engineering student, wakes up to a shock. He's naked next to his childhood best friend, Korn, after a night of drunkenness and hormones. After fighting and arguing, Korn and Nok agree to keep this as a secret because Nok has a girlfriend, and of course, he isn't gay. Now, 
There's a reason why I never try to summarize the shows on my own, and it's because I am horrible at summary, and I cannot, for the love of God, keep it short. But this show is a classic twist on many western comedies, where two best friends get drunk, fuck, and they have to deal with the consequences. We have already talked about Invino Veritas, and other very popular tropes about drunk people doing things they have wanted for a while. And that's certainly the case for the corn, but it's definitely not the case for Nock. So that is why he goes straight to tie Reddit and look for hope. This is the most hilarious subplot in the entirety of Thai cinema. Basically, he goes online and posts this little thread that goes like, me and my best friend had sex, but I have a girlfriend and I am not gay. So, it's one of the best conceits of the show. Because he would be updating this thread through the entire season. And we would get different characters answering in the thread, having no idea that, obviously, the author of the thread is Nock. So, Corn and Nock the original Thai messy gays Reddit. So, this show pretty much goes through them dealing with the consequences of this night and their growing feelings, keeping in mind, of course, that they have just reunited after not seeing each other for years and that Nog does have a girlfriend. In the tradition of Thai builds, her playing turns to be evil. Yeah, she's bad. But by far, I kid you not. This villain is not your classical evil girlfriend, and I am fascinated by her character until this day. Together with me does great work with female characters, even if half of them are part of the League of Evil Exes. Jiwa is one of my favorite characters altogether in Thai Beyond, and we we'll get to discuss the various ways in which this love is still my beloved because of this. The pacing, the storyline, this show has it all. Even in rockier moments like Bride and Farm, a secondary couple, where we get to see a darker narrative because this couple is really sketchy. We'll get to it in next episode, but it does have an interesting development. Anyway, we are heading into spoilers galore, so let's go back to our tropes. If I was head director of Global Media, there wouldn't be romantic comedies without pinning. In fact, is it possible to be a romantic comedy without pinning? Without the size, the journey, the journey, easily the most important component in queer media and melodramatic existence, to desire someone and to miss them while acknowledging that it is very much possible that nothing comes out of this. Or even worse, that it is possible, but might only lead to misery. Do we live for the journey? Yes, we do. Together with me, had journeyed for years. It had reunions, it had difficult decisions for love, it had childhood friends reuniting. Childhood friends reuniting my Paul in the very first 10 minutes of the storyline. I was sold, I was hooked, this was a 
full-fledged romantic comedy taking itself at what it was. A funny, romantic, occasionally angsty ride. Now, one of my absolute favorite moments in the show is a very intimate conversation that Kern and Nog have about how they feel for each other after they have been out at. At this point, Nog completely panicking, and Kern says one of the lines that still resonate with me and warms my cold, cold heart. The love I have for you. It doesn't give you courage at all. Me, in the first, second, and third rewatch, crying, in pain, broken by the uncertainty but tenderness in Nug's face. This is why it's so wild that this show starts off in such a basic trope because the development is so raw and so beautiful. As the summary tells us, the show starts with Corner not getting drunk and fucking. The first scenes of the show are literally them getting down to it in a holding room and then obviously the aftermath, the introduction of the trope of the surprise batmate. When Nock wakes up in the same bed as Corrin, after having drunk a whole night with a couple girls who just wanted to rob them, the surprise and the horror are mad. Very reminiscent of what did we do last night, version 1, 2, 3, and infinity. The best friends find themselves in a supremely awkward situation that they must surpass in order for their friendship to survive. And honestly, this would be hard but doable. If Corn wasn't in love, would not? Yeah. And of course, if they hadn't managed to create... The same group of friends who literally are neighbors and have taken up football together so their lives are really connected. And yeah, you get the idea. Honestly, what Together With Me does really well is that precisely because their lives are so connected, it never shies away from serious moments. It doesn't hide from the moment where Corner knock it out Ted. And Nock is completely panicking. In that sense, it's very real. It doesn't shy away either. From the tension of bright, manipulative, and predatory behavior that we will talk about in the next episode. And it obviously doesn't avoid the moment where drama happens. It makes the narrative feel more real. And it obviously allows us to enjoy the lighter and the funnier parts of the story. Now... The first outing was one of the most interesting aspects of the show. I've been talking about the League of the Access without explaining, mostly because that's gonna get its own space next week, but to clarify that I am not joking, but being very, very literal, the League of the Access are the villains. Farm's girlfriend, Nock's girlfriend, and Mickey, Fu's girlfriend. And they are the ones who are behind a lot of the shit that goes wrong in this show, like the outing of Kern and Nock, uh, when Kern is basically hit by a group of students from Zion, Farm being attacked in the bathroom, uh, a lot of stuff happens. But the first outing is probably the most hurtful thing they do. The desolation it provokes, how it impacts queer people to not be able to come out in our own terms, is quiet dance. The difference is that Korn seems to be fine with his sexuality, 
He mentioned his ex-boyfriend without any problem. He clearly does not shy away from that, even if he isn't particularly forthcoming about his sexuality either. However, for Nock, corn is his gay awakening. Literally, like, what Kristen Stewart was to me, that's corn to Nock. So, this is a classic case of the straight guy who only loves one man. Nock is coming to terms with his new feelings and the tenderness that he had been discovering in his relationship with Corn. So that's why the incident hit so hard, honestly. Now, what the League of the Exes does is they print like a thousand copies of a photo of Corn and Nock kissing and they paper it all over the university, literally in the sport camps, in the hallways, in the doors, they put it everywhere in the university. It's super pretty dance because of course, Nox panics and goes running back to prayer playing. But it also, as a trope, it does allow for pretty amazing reveals. First off, the unnerving support system that Korn has. Jiwa spends her whole day picking up and getting rid of the paper. Fai, other of their friends, offered to report the picture online instantly seconds after seeing it, and even despite the fact that she just realized that Korn and Nock may be together. So, this pretty much cements the fact that the group of friends is not only very focused on Korn, but the fact that they are very closely knit. Jiwa has a conversation with Korn when he finds him after looking for the paper to pick them up to school about how much she loves him. This is a moment about friendship, you know, how much you love your friends. And she goes like, I'm surprised you care this much because you usually don't care what people think about it, about you in general. So it makes for a pretty heartwarming conversation where you can really feel that you are no scorn. And, you know, to be known, that's some pretty great stuff. Jiwa really, really shines here and friendship bonds in this show are really way beyond what is usually shown in most Thai shows. The only outlier here is Kavitra, Korn's sister, who is also a teacher at the university and seems to be flirting with one of Korn's friends, Fu. This fight is ugly. She brings up their family reputation into it because she sees the posters in the college and confronts Korn about it. She goes to his house and basically knocks on the door until Korn comes out. And this is when we get the first moment where Korn explicitly says that he liked Guy and that he doesn't care who knows. Chess, baby. And then, of course, Kavitra strikes back. Awfully, disgustingly, homophobically, <laughs> the way Corn's face falls when Kavricha says that their mother will be disappointed to know this is so hurtful because it's such a common feeling. Being rejected by your family is a common story among queer dude, from being thrown out to your house to being subjected to homophobic abuse from your own family. Coming out to your household is a very tense situation. 
Now, imagine a first outing of this dimension where there are leaflets about them all over the university for everyone to see and pick it up. When I first came out, my family was decent about it. Homophobic, sure, but not abusive and certainly not aggressive. It took a long time for my mother to actually be supportive of me and to even let me tell my own dad about it. Yes, I know. So when I saw Corn's face fall like that at his sister's attack, I couldn't but really feel the echo of those words, and the character himself is portrayed at ringing at these words. The good thing is that the show is pretty clear about how that was shitty as hell, and Kavitra herself feels miserable about having said that. This is so particular because family is really important in Thai culture. As well as most Asian, it's Asian cultures, honestly. The dynamics regarding coming out are very different because of this. There's a really cool book called Queer Bangkok, which was edited by Peter Jackson. I know, I always mention him, but his work is really relevant for this podcast because it's important to remember that the media we consume exists within a context and whether an element that are certainly universal to the queer experience, there are plenty details that depend on our society and our upbringing. So this book, as well as an article about queer writing Southeast Asia by Henry Julius, argues that the coming out narrative of Western societies differ a lot from Asian narratives. Coming out to your family is usually done very slowly and with a stable partner because it seems for acceptance within the household as a way of keeping respect and responsibility to the family. So it's a little bit harder to just go fuck my family, I'm good on my own, which is why Corn does end up listening to Kavitra and forgiving her. They are siblings after all. There's also a very rigid separation between public and private spaces sometimes, with people leaving their own corner privately, which explains why Corn hadn't really come out to his friend, despite clearly having had boyfriends previously and being laid aback about people knowing his, that he's queer. So that is why first outing is so devastating, because it takes control out of Hunting's hand. I mean, his sister confronts him when he's clearly not ready yet to talk to his family. So while Western narrative will emphasize cutting connections with the family and going toward your found family, only your friends, clearly Corn is not ready to do that. And it's not even about being ready. He's not going to do that. Because... Our culture plays a different important on the role of family. And that's what we need to keep in mind when we criticize and when we talk about Asian media and even Latin American media sometimes. You need to take into account the fact that family weights really differently around the world. The point is that it's not only the presence of Kavitra, but also Jiwa, which are big elements in this first outing. The fact that we have also not only the protection of his friends, 
but also the development and eventual acceptance of her sister. That's what really makes this case into a different thing. And that's what really elevates together with me. I hope you enjoyed this first part of our dive into together with me. Turns out I had a lot to say about this, the show of my heart, that brought me into tight boys love. Together with me, one of those shows that really have a complex portrayal of queer characters, female characters, without losing focus on the fact that it is a romantic comedy. So next episode, we will be discussing the representation of queerness and the female characters. Other tropes like the evil girlfriend are part of a bit of a more developed portrayal, so we'll be back to really dig into that. Now, don't forget to follow us at podcast underscore and drop me a message at Cielos Raros in Twitter or Instagram. If you want me to discuss the TIBL of your life, do not hesitate to let me know. Until then, see you next Saturday. Well,